Hello, and welcome back to the Outdoor Minimalist Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Carney, and I'm an outdoor and environmental writer and author of the book, Outdoor Minimalist, Wasteless Hiking, Camping, and Backpacking. Follow the link in the description to pre-order a copy of the book so you'll be the first to receive it on the release date of September 1st, 2022. The Outdoor Minimalist Podcast has a goal to give listeners actionable ways to waste less hiking, camping, backpacking, and more during every step of their process. Your impact outdoors starts long before you hit the trail and goes beyond leave no trace ethics. You'll learn how to identify sustainable outdoor brands, how to ask hard questions regarding sustainability, and begin to shift and evolve your mindset to integrate minimalism into all of your outdoor pursuits. To celebrate 50 episodes of the Outdoor Minimalist podcast and simultaneously the release of the Outdoor Minimalist book, I have decided that we will do a mini audiobook reading of the introduction of the Outdoor Minimalist book. So if you're at all interested in the book, or even if you have the book and you just want to follow along, stay tuned and enjoy. Outdoor Minimalist, a noun. An individual striving to minimize their impact in their relationships with nature. Or one who consumes thoughtfully and only what they need and leaves the wilderness better than they found it. Introduction. Wilderness is not a luxury, but a necessity of the human spirit. Edward Abbey. Time spent in the wilderness is not easily quantifiable or defined. Ask any avid outdoors person why they spend their hard-earned money and free time finding a remote slice of forest, river, or desert, and their answers will be as vast and varying as the ecosystems that draw them out. For me, wilderness brings an immense sense of belonging I have yet to find in other places beyond myself. Belonging in the wilderness may seem like a foreign concept to some, since for many, wilderness is the equivalent to the unknown. I personally have an adverse reaction to ambiguity, but for reasons I can't identify, the wild unknown of nature is different. The dry red earth of the desert and the fragrant forests of the north are places that humans seemingly have no right to roam let alone claim that they own. Despite this, the inseparable feelings of belonging boil down to connectivity and the freedom you have to simply be. To exist with no external pressure beyond meeting your basic human needs and being present in that very moment. There's likely no need for me to explain the wonders of outdoor experiences to you, and if you've picked up this handbook, you probably feel drawn to the wonders of the wilderness, even if you can't articulate it. Writing this book, I only realized the purpose of the text after all but this introduction had been written. The idea when I started was to help convince others to become stewards of the environment within the growing world of outdoor recreation. Now that it is all said and done, I still recognize that to be true. But I realize the true purpose of me sharing this with you is to shorten the learning curve for outdoor activities to get you more quickly from dreaming to doing. I've loved being outside since I was a child, but it wasn't until my late 20s that I began to realize how little I knew about the flora and fauna I spent so much of my time traipsing around in. Looking back on a few of my very first solo trips outdoors, I can pick out nearly every mistake I made. From my choice of rain gear, or lack thereof, to how to pack my bag and an unfortunate lack of planning. 
For many people, starting a new outdoor hobby takes many trials and errors. I know it did for me. Sometimes we are fortunate enough to be friends with someone with more experience who can shed some light on the vital aspects of that activity. But for others, it's a journey that we take alone. Each year, interest grows in many sectors of outdoor recreation. As our trails, public lands, and back roads gain more notoriety, a bit of magic in the wild adventure can be lost among the crowds. And while this may be a selfish observation, more people means greater impact on the ecosystems where we seek solace. Part of this is due to lack of education or understanding of how to recreate responsibly. Still, when we think of the impact outdoor recreation has on the environment, it is easy to zero in on trail wear, campsite establishment, vandalism, and litter. While all of these things are important and necessary to be aware of and prevent, they are just a few pieces to a much larger puzzle. Books like No Impact Man, environmental documentaries, and movements like Zero Waste have brought many big picture problems to light for a much larger audience. Despite this, within the outdoor recreation community, it can still sometimes feel like the activities we love have become more of an exploitation of wild spaces than a way to protect them. Some activities can even feel quite elitist, building up a barrier to entry that revolves more around materialistic values than the human experience and our relationship with nature and ourselves. On a backpacking trip, a good friend of mine once said, it's so alarming that all you really need to live and to be happy you can carry on your back. In our current consumer culture, it is easy to get caught up in the demands of daily life. We become overwhelmed with the feeling that we need more to be happy. Then we take a trip out backpacking and realize most of that stuff isn't necessary. We realize most of our daily stresses are somewhat trivial. As outdoor recreation has grown in popularity though, I've noticed dramatic changes in how we interact with our outdoor spaces. At times, it feels as if we're trying to bring our entire living room outside, instead of truly experiencing the nuances and challenges nature presents us. It is as if the simplicity of enjoying time outside is lost among the noise of gadgets, gear, and social media. Anyone who knows me personally can attest that although I will gladly spend days outdoors, I am not a gearhead. As an outdoor writer, I field questions from friends and family about gear often, and they're surprised when I'm not up to date on the latest gear technologies, and instead prefer to analyze purchases through practicality, quality, and longevity, not the brand name or novelty. While I do write gear reviews and research gear trends for certain writing assignments, to me, there is a fine line between necessity and the next best model of outdoor equipment. My personal growth as an environmentalist stems from the pure enjoyment of being immersed in nature and an evolving appreciation of ecology. It is not a secret that the more time we spend outside is good for our health, but there's also an idea that the more time you spend outdoors, the more you feel inclined to protect it. We grow into stewards of the earth so that generations beyond us can enjoy the same landscapes we have in our lifetime. Yes, to some, this may seem like a selfish endeavor, and in truth, it is. As humans, we cannot decide the value of a spruce tree, let alone the value of a single blade of grass. But we choose to become a part of their world, whether it be positive or negative. Theoretically, we learn to love where we recreate and do our part to protect it. 
But then stuff takes over. Stuff we buy, stuff we sell, stuff we see in magazines, stuff someone else has that we wish we had, stuff we think we need before we can start. When things take precedence over experience, we begin to fall short on our end of the bargain. Nature continues to offer us beautiful places to explore, but our activities might end up having a net negative impact on those spaces and the future of our planet. The problem with the growth of the outdoor industry has become that the environment continues to suffer instead of being restored and respected. Much of the impact of increased interaction with wild landscapes is negative, intentional or not. It isn't just the outdoor spaces we play in that are damaged, though. In this book, we explore far more than your impact when you are on the trail, but the environmental impact of the outdoor industry as a whole and what you can do about it. This book is for individuals as well as outfitters, tour companies, and gear production companies. It is a reboot of the mindset we have regarding outdoor recreation and how we can implement low-waste and low-impact practices, no matter the activity. The purpose of this book is not to tell you how to do everything right. It is to help you develop and evolve your current mindset surrounding outdoor recreation and your relationship with the environment. From the weekend backpacker to the backyard hammocker and even mountain expeditionists, there's something for everyone to apply in their personal journey. This book is a combination of firsthand experiences, stories heard from friends and acquaintances, company interviews, and additional research. You can choose to read this book front to back, or just keep it on hand for reference to be used while prepping for a trip or when buying new gear. While there is data throughout the text, all chapters include instructions, advice, and various ideas for applying best practices in our outdoor pursuits. As someone who benefits from spending time in various wild spaces, what started as a selfish journey to save landscapes simply so I can continue to enjoy them has become a lifelong passion for protecting all of the life that inhabits the earth. There is a unique wonder found in the wilderness and it must be shared, but to do that, it must be spared. While the intention of this book is not necessarily to teach you how to backpack or camp, it will give you some of the necessary tools and information you need to approach any form of outdoor recreation through the lens of environmentalism and minimalism. So as you read on, I hope you will take what you can and apply the information to your life. And no, this book is not an end-all, be-all, perfect way to be low-waste outdoors, but it is an excellent place to start. The concept of outdoor minimalism extends beyond a zero-waste lifestyle, while expanding on some of the same ideas. The Zero Waste International Alliance defines zero waste as the conservation of all resources by the means of responsible production, consumption, reuse, and recovery of products, packaging, and materials without burning and with no discharges to land, water, or air that threaten the environment or human health. Outdoor minimalist practices encourage reducing your impact on the environment while simultaneously strengthening your relationship to nature. The environmentalists' no-care-do approach to outdoor recreation includes aspects of zero waste while expanding them into a minimalist mindset and application to outdoor sports, leisure, and recreation. Happy reading and happy trails. If you want to learn more about outdoor minimalism and living an outdoor minimalist lifestyle, tune in every Monday for a new Outdoor Minimalist podcast episode or order a copy of the book. 
with a link in the episode notes or head over to theoutdoorminimalist.com for more buying options. If you purchase the book, some things that you can expect include learning the seven R's of outdoor minimalism, getting a more intimate knowledge of your gear and the materials used to make them, ways to rethink your trail food and repurpose your old gear, how to have nearly zero waste toiletries, some big problems that we see with pets outside, and much more. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, leave a review and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more informational content, head over to theoutdoorminimalist.com or follow me on Instagram at outdoor.minimalist.book for daily updates and other fun yet educational content. Together, we can create a better outdoor space as we recreate.